0: The Future of Photography
1: Adrian, when was the last time you travelled for photography?
0: What, specifically for photography? That mm-hmm. was probably when I joined your tour in Bhutan last Bhutan, year, which is, right? which is al- almost, to it, almost to the day a year ago that I got back
1: actually <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so Bhutan um, was a wonderful experience and one thing I remember um is that it wasn't very touristy right there were not that many other tourists around at least in most places we were uh quite a separate from the crowd
0: yeah especially the further east we went uh, right, away right. from the main cities yeah absolutely
1: and uh, the but i do a lot of travel for photography you know i do the, those photo tours and um i had a few experiences recently that kind of got me thinking And uh, one was when we were in Ireland, and uh, Ireland, especially up in the northwest in the Donegal area, but all the way down the west coast, they have the what they now market as the Wild Atlantic Way, Mm. which is this entire stretch uh, along the Atlantic, and there are many beautiful photo locations. And uh, one of them is called Murderhole Beach, and we went to Murderhole Beach with a group, and we try to get to that beach because it is beautiful in sunset Uh, the waves the way the beach is formed uh, some little like islands out in the sea Um, it was just like one of those spots that are really beautiful and that beach is kind of a public beach as beaches are in ireland but in order to get there you have to go across a farmer's field (laughs) okay and that was never a problem it was never a problem you could just walk across the field there's actually a campground on the other side of the road and people would use the beach to go for uh for a swim and this time it was different because when we arrived there was a big sign there um being very clear and the farmer put it up at the fence and the sign said um something along the lines of uh, it's okay to cross here um and there was like a a path anyway but no no photography for social media no commercial photography and Ooh. no no drones
0: okay so so it's, it's private property private land then this, this
1: field that is private land it belongs to a farmer and a, a, a sign next to it said uh caution bull in field <laughs> and yes there was a bull in the field and you kind of don't wanna wanna jinx it, you know. <laughs> no, you
0: don't want to get. You no, know, I I saw that as a kid. I saw um, somebody trying to cross a field with a bull in it, and and it didn't end well.
1: So yeah, but we didn't ch- we didn't chance it, um, but uh, we heard the story about why this came along from someone who lives there and who kind of has uh, has some first hand information. And what happened is that, you know. Th- Every now and then, either, either people from the campground would go over that field, no problem there, or a, f- a bunch of photographers. I mean, we have been there several times in the past. So three, four, five, six, seven photographers would just cross the field with their photo backpacks and a tripod under the arm. And um, that was never a big problem. But then something happened, and uh, that is called social media. And hmm. especially something like Instagram, and I'm, I'm not—I'm not trying to make to, like like to to trash talk Instagram here because it—I kind of like it, you know. There's it, it's—I <laughs> kind of like it better than Twitter now because you don't get all the politics on there, just pictures.
0: It, yeah, the Twitter has changed a lot in the last couple of years. It, it has, not it? Well, mm. I'm
1: still—I'm still there a lot, but you know, it's kind of—I—I I, I, every now and then, then I take a Twitter break. Uh, by going to instagram and uh, but but instagram has this feature that um, if you have a picture you upload it and it's geotagged it's fairly easy to find out exactly where that photo has been taken yeah so people will of course look on instagram see the nice pictures and then go oh i want to go there too and that over time and I'm, I'm, I'm definitely it's definitely not just instagram there are other places where people post pictures with uh, geotags on them and there has well that has turned into kind of a, almost a stampede on that field sometimes there will now be buses full of people wow really oh, and well it's 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 at least every now and then and there will be people flying drones there and as long as it's over the farmers' land, that's uh, kind of I think not not within what you what you're allowed to do in Ireland. I think so. But uh, Irish farmers now are known to uh, every now and then shoot down the birds, as they call them. So <laughs> drones. So, um, get- for those,
0: yes, I can imagine that they would be in in Ireland. Which is a country I, I know a, a very little, but but have uh, really not not well, but yeah. You know, these are rural areas, you're in, aren't they? So yes, they they're, are. They're they're. they're um, Uh, And there are different rules, uh, different cultures and and ways of doing things. (laughs) I can quite imagine a farmer, and not just because they're Irish, but I quite imagine farmers getting annoyed and shooting drones down.
1: (laughs) Well, and and of course, there are reasons for that. I mean, uh, for one, yes, it makes those things look even better on social media. So people want to come more. Um, So it's kind of a uh, self-propelling thing. On the Mm. other hand, hey, they have cows and and other animals in the fields and uh, flying drones over those is going to be stress for the animals. And I wouldn't want that.
0: No, they're noisy things, drones. Well, at least most of them are anyway that I've seen.
1: So that's the one experience that I recently had. And then another one I had, I was up in uh in northern norway on the lofoten archipelago with uh again a group of photographers and um we we have our spots that we go to and and uh i've been there so many times now that i kind of know where to go what time to be there which is kind of important if you do a photo tour um one of the goals is to to make sure everyone who comes has a good portfolio of pictures when they return, and of course that it comes down to being at the right spot at the right time, often, especially with landscape photography um and that, but but what happened right before is that my publisher the, who publishes my my photo books brought out a Lofoten photo book, and it's just a guide of someone who who is a photographer and who Also knows the Lofoten very well. And that guidebook has a lot of recommendations where to shoot and when to shoot. So exactly the stuff that I would be looking for. And of course, I'm always happy to find new locations. So I asked the publisher, would you send me one? They did, and I took it with me to Lofoten. And instead of just like pointing out where those locations would be, and then you would look them up on a map, what they did is, next to each of the photos in the book and each of the locations there was a qr code and if you oh. point your camera to the qr code it opens up in google maps exactly oh no. to the spot <laughs> oh no which was which on the one hand was cool because i actually found a couple of new locations there that i hadn't known before okay. and right. that That's... were that were great for photography um but of course, I mean, that also will change the access. I remember, you know, I remember 10, 20 years ago, going traveling, you'd have a guidebook, you'd be reading up on certain things, um, no social media, no online back then, at least not to the extent of now. And you you just see like, okay, this is outside of the such and such village um And then you'd have to kind of track it down yourself. It was a bit of a treasure hunt, you know? Yeah. And this book just took everything, all the challenge out of that and pretty much makes it readily available to everyone who has a GPS in their car. And Mm. I am just, I'm, I'm very torn, very, very torn. Because on the one hand, I love finding new places. On the other hand that has turned into a problem for some locations
0: right it's it's interesting isn't it because i've often heard you say as well that you're you're very much a supporter of the democratization of photography
1: oh i am when it comes to the cameras when it comes to being able to shoot those pictures but of course i'm also kind of protective of some of the gems that i found and and it's it's for it's for of course several reasons. One is I don't want those to be trampled down by hordes of people because then mm. these locations will will cease to be interesting uh, photographically. Um, I have seen that in places in the past. Um, there's there's locations that that you only get the good photos from, but if you are there in reality, there's like a hundred people behind the camera. Um, and people take turns to get to the cool spot which does take a lot of the fun out of it so i don't want to do these things and i don't want to provide these kind of experiences to my clients um yeah, yeah. it's interesting so 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 a few more things that have kind of uh, come from that practice of making geotagging available um is that i just Recently, came across an article, and it's it's kind of it's kind of in the blogs right now. There's an article on F Stoppers saying, uh, with titled "Please stop tagging the locations of your outdoor photographs." Pretty much exactly for that, because uh, it has a negative impact on locations. Um, there has just been this story of um, there's in Yosemite National Park. There's a there's a ledge over like a 300-foot drop that's called Taft Point. And it's a very viral photo location. You can take a photo from the side that looks like you are suspended over a mile-deep canyon. And mm. uh, there was a viral photo recently where a photographer took a picture uh, of a couple on that ledge that was like he was proposing to her. And that went viral because he was trying to find that couple. And shortly after, another couple went up there and they uh, fell to their death. They they yeah, just it's a yeah, dangerous I read location. Those stories, right? yeah. So so that is something um, that kind of comes with these things. You're, there's there's statistics now of like how much uh, social media have influenced these kind of things. Um, there's a, a video on Vox. Um, right now about this topic and um, we'll link all these in the in the show notes um about how geotagged photos are harming natural landmarks uh, one of the examples they have there is uh, in in utah uh, in the united states there is a um a place along the colorado river that's called horseshoe bend
0: i've seen many photographs of it <laughs> of course because it's very
1: very popular um and the, the problem there seems to be, and, and some, someone from the National Park Service sa- says it clearly, places are getting national park-level crowds without having national park-level infrastructure, um, which I think is perfectly fine for like a handful of people. But if they come in the millions, um, the, the, they have interesting aerial photos over the years and in initially for, for Horseshoe Bend, which was kind of a well-guarded secret, you had just a couple of cars at the side of a road and a dirt path. And then there was a little parking spot after a few years with like just space for five cars. And now there's a big parking lot in there. I think they've even now built like a visitor center and made it kind of, um, they started to to fence areas off and so on. Mm. And the old the old saying "leave no trace" that was like always for for hikers and people who went out into nature kind of now seems to be turning into no geotagging.
0: Well, I think that's a, it, it. Is it is it's a it's a complex thing, isn't it? It, it is. It's a it, there's no easy answer to it, other than to say to people, you know, please, people. Don't do dangerous, risky things. The photograph just isn't worth it.
1: <laughs> even, even though, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm completely with you there. Even though, I also, I'm not sure if it's only the social media. I think, I, th- I think social media uh, accelerate this. But I've seen that myself in uh, two places. Again, in Ireland, because I've, I've come to Ireland since the late '80s and i remember two specific locations there um one is the cliffs of moher where back in 89 we pulled up to the side of the road and just walked up to the cliffs and you could do what what tourists do you could lie on your flat on your belly and look down uh to the sea um now there's a big a parking lot and a souvenir store and you have to pay for parking and there's railings and um, and lots of tourists so that has happened without social media um, mm. the other location is an old burial site new grange also in ireland and again same memory we were there at the end of the 80s and it was just You'd park the car at the side of the road, walk up there there was a little tour you could you could uh, get to see this from the inside someone would take you there and like 25 years later it was you couldn't even get close to it you'd have to stop at a visitor center miles away and then they would give you a multimedia presentation and sell you a pass and uh, they would. Uh, shuttle you there with a bus, uh, yeah. I, I think I think locations have become more interesting and more visited because just tourism has picked up and people got more access to to that information that things are there and they want to see that. So I'm not I'm not sure it's only the social media, but certainly they play a role in it. This is this is a sad
0: conversation. <laughs>
1: It kind of is. Um, I also kind of think that it's an unavoidable. It's hard to avoid that these things happen. Um, what does that mean for the future of photography? Hmm.
0: Well, the, uh, you have to go. You have to go further afield, don't you? It's a big, wide world out there. Um, so there's still lots of it that is is not uh, overrun by tourists. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe if we can get some uh, some momentum behind the no geotagging thing, then we won't ruin the whole world. Well, well if I, we haven't already done that, of course.
1: <laughs> and I, I, and I have kind of uh, done that in the past. I have um, no photos up from my photo tours with geotags. I will happily tell people what the location is named, and if they really want to go, they can do their research, and that information is out there. But the 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 exact geolocation I will not publish, and I'm pretty strict about that. So- yeah,
0: I I don't do that sort of thing. I mean, partly because my cameras don't. I suppose I've got a few, you know, a phone and a and a and a, a little yeah you know, waterproof camera that have GPS in them. But other than that, I mean, my my main cameras don't geotag. Anyway, so it, it's less of an issue. But I but, think you're right. It's, but it's, then
1: it 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 might with the advent of a machine learning AI, it will probably turn into just it doesn't it won't really matter if you geotag a picture because if that location can be recognized by a computer, it can can be geotagged by a computer. So. <laughs>
0: i hadn't i hadn't thought about that but the the
1: future of photography we are almost there the image and location recognition is a thing and it's going to be even more of a thing so i don't think um gps in your camera is going to be a differentiating factor here yeah
0: Oh well, oh, well, there's a lovely, lovely downbeat <laughs> conversation to have on the future of photography for this week. <clears throat> I don't really have anything to come back with that's going to lighten the mood. <laughs> I,
1: I don't. I, I was, I was really looking for a positive uh, end to this. Maybe, maybe it, it could be. Well, that's just what we humans are. We are explorers. We've been to the moon. We've sent. Uh, we have sent rovers to the Mars. Uh, to Mars, we have. Mm. We have that in us. We want to explore. We want to find new things and um, maybe that's just the way we are and maybe we just have to accept that some of that will change our environment we have changed our environment dramatically anyway so
0: that is true yes it would be foolish to say that we haven't uh. no we (laughs) have
1: and i think i think it's better to to have people go to locations that are beautiful and enjoy them uh, than changing the environment by building new coal-powered uh, power plans you know it's that's
0: that's true so that is I, very very true
1: i think in the grand scheme of things it's probably not as impactful uh, overall than a lot of other things that we've done so photography yeah. kind of harmless in my book compared to a few other things
0: <laughs> well let's uh, let's uh, let's maybe is that positive enough and, uh, it is positive enough, but just a quick reminder again, um, you know, uh, folks, when you travel, be respectful of the people and respectful of the environment you're in.
1: A hundred percent, yes. And, and yes. be safe. And that too. All right. I think that's, that covers it for this episode.
0: Yes, I'm going to go in, in the corner and have a little cry. And, no, don't. And, and I'll talk to you next week.
1: Talk to you next week. Take care. Bye.